bananas. I reminisce for a spell, or shall I say think back? 22 years ago to keep it on track. The birth of a child on the 8th of October. A toast, but my granddaddy came sober. Count all the fingers and the toes. Now I suppose you hope the little black boy grows. 18 years younger than my mama. But I really got beaten with the girl of drama. In single parenthood, there I stood. By the time she was 21, had another one. This one's a girl. Let's name a Pam. Same father as the first, but you don't give a damn. Irresponsible. Not thinking. Papa said chill, but the brother keep winking. Still he won't down, you would tear out your hide on your side while the baby make us slide. We reminisce over you, T-R-O-Y. Today is Wednesday, and this is the Urban Talk Radio 103.5 FM WNHH, where you will hear conversation, information, education, inspiration, and motivation from the American Urban Perspective. I am your host, Kinsley Ose, and my co-host Shafiq would will either come in later or I don't know where he is. Um, in the studio today, we have two special guests so far. And today on Urban Talk Radio, you can join the conversation on Facebook at Bull Minds and Twitter at Bull Minds. You could also join the conversation on my Facebook page, Kinsley O-S-E-I. You can also stream this show on your smartphone or computer by logging on to newhavenindependent.org. And for my um, guest, um, if you are using a different device, you may go to newhavenindependent.org and um, share the... Um, are we on Facebook? Are we on Facebook? I don't see it. Um, to my producer, I don't think we are on Facebook yet. I'm trying to, I'm trying to share it, but we are not. Today's, um, today's topic, we will... Um, today is a, a special day for M City's own legend. He's a CT hip hop pioneer, as awarded by a hip hop expression of Black history by Connecticut Against Violence. Um, you know, unfortunately, we lost our brother and um, DJ Joey D, also known as Car Master DJ Joey D. So today we will be uh, remembering him. And um, it was a short notice. Um, this is no different than what. CAV normally does when, um, you know, we lost victims in the uh, community and the schools and, um, you know, we do, um, you know, things such as for them. So today we will be uh, remembering Kamasa Joey D from some of his um, dear friends from the Elm City of New Haven. Um, my, my special guest today, I have DJ Bing B, um, New Haven's own DJ Bing B, and I also have Steve Wallace, who is also known as SW1. Um, both guys I have had a privilege of knowing for many years. Um, I think I met Steve D through Connecticut Music Pool when I was deep in the industry, servicing um, my brother, uh, Steve Richardson, with um, with Rekis. And I think that's the same way I met our car master, Joey D. Um, you know, I met these guys servicing them with, um, with vinyls. And um, so today, you know, we will be uh, remembering Kamasa Joey D and my co-host Shafiq just joined in and uh, he just joined in uh, with this um, New Haven um, WN, WN whatever t-shirt on, 103.5 FM. You got to get fired, dude. <laughs> strike, <laughs> strike two, strike two. You got, you got one more, one more strike, one more strike, dude. 
Why? Because I didn't say WNHH? That's the man. That, that's, a, WN, that's, a station, that's the station that broadcasts your signal. That's the station I you know do, that. right? <laughs> What's up, Shafiq? How are you, bro? You know what that is? That's the African stuff. But hold up. Before you could talk, man, I need to have my studio talk. But you came in late, man. Yeah, ben, what okay. up, bro? What's, What's up, brothers? What's How up, you, man? What's up, black man? How you been, brother? Dude, I, this is what I'm dealing with right now. This is what I'm dealing with. This is what I'm dealing with right now. You're trying to fire me up. But I ain't gonna let her fire me up. Look, like, I, you know why? Like, you know why? Because I saw a woman king, and I know he ain't see it. Oh, it was like, good. I saw it too. Yeah, and, like, and you know why? You know why I know he ain't see woman king? He said because it wasn't. He said it wasn't an African original language of French. Like that press said, I'm an African, and I know what's happening. I'm an African. I'm an African. No, All right. No, and like that no. press said, it's bigger than a hip. How no. hip? Who shot big smoke? We don't get them. They're going to they're, they're going to get us all. <laughs> Big B, like stick DJ, stop rapping. <laughs> yes, please. I actually paid you two dollars, man. <laughs> what up, Steve? SW1 was what's popping, my on? brother. What's good? What's good? What you don't know, Kingsley, is the man Shafiq. There, you don't understand how far way way back we go. My God, you, don't even, you didn't even know that. He don't he know. He even know that. He don't like, know. Like, like high top eight, as far back as high top eight. Nah, man. Nah, bro. No. <laughs> Farther than that. Farther <laughs> than that. Y'all just old. Y'all just old. Listen, just listen. Old. We, leave, we, leave us millennials alone. Y'all just old. Listen, we go. We go back when you only got a haircut twice. <laughs> a holiday and the day before school. <laughs> but both of you guys look young. I'm not, I'm not gonna blast you. Shafiq, I'm not gonna blast you, but let me just say that we we grew up on the same street where I could hit his house with a rock from my literally, house. Literally, how about man. that? Literally. That's how it's going. Yo, Steve, on a real talk, man, Stevie is what helped me understand what a real best friend is about. And that's wow. real talk. And I appreciate you, man. Steve is a good dude. We've always been on the right side. Yeah, of man. History. Always been a good dude, ever, man. Ever since I met him. So we're yeah. gonna we're gonna keep it as that, man. So anyway, um, let's back to um today's subject. You know, we're not gonna mourn. We're gonna celebrate my 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 um uh, my brother, Cutmaster Joey D. Um, make sure my screen is shareable. If it's not, um, is my screen shareable? Okay, hopefully it is. Um, yeah, today we're gonna you know we're gonna celebrate my brother, and we also it's you know we we're gonna remember him. So it's going to be stories. You know, we got a couple of people that sent videos. It wasn't enough time for me to get some of the celebrity friends to check in. I hit up DJ Red Alert last night. He sent out his condolences. Um, Kevin Kev was supposed to check in. That is not um, um, going to happen. However, what is more important is the people in our backyard. Elm City, the people that grew up with him. You know, I believe a lot of y'all have learned from him. Um, you know, he is a pioneer. He is a CT hip hop pioneer, and nobody can take that away from him. So, Bink, let's start with um, no, let's go a little back because Joe is um, um, uh, SW1 is a little older than you. So, let's start with SW1. SW, can you fill us in how you know um, the cup master? So, I know, I know the cup, I know first, I know of the cup master before I knew him. Mm. Okay, okay. So, uh, close to that time that Shafiq and I were just talking about, I learned about hip hop in '79. Was he from That's New York? He's from uh, uh, New Haven. He's originally from New York, I'm, right? I'm from New, I'm from uh, New Haven, but I have uh, no, no, my family. Is in. No, um, what's his name? Um, Joey. I'm I'm talking about Joey. Joey. D, Joey. 
that I probably think is going to know more about that. I just know, okay. uh, I know Joey from just from the DJ community. I really don't know him uh, as far as, as much about his family and how he came about to New Haven. Bink, you, you know that stuff? Well, um, Joey's from the Bronx, I believe. Yes. He originally is from the Bronx. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not sure what area, but I know he's from the Bronx. And that's that's what he, that's what he, that's what he told me. And he, I've seen a lot of his old flyers and stuff mm-hmm. when he was right. back in the days when he was in the Bronx. Flyers when we had to draw them by hand. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Make the letters with stencils. People don't know about that. You go you gotta, the, yeah, or taping the, taping the letters. Taping the, the letters, letters out of newspapers. People don't know nothing about letters that. letters out of newspapers. <laughs> yeah, but... but but it, but anyway, so that that detail probably maybe Bacon I don't have it, but what I will tell you is that the the influences to to me and Shafiqua can attest to this is yeah. when we started listening to the tapes. We all used to listen to the tapes from New York, and then we started to become aware of uh, you know what was happening with hip hop. And then when we started to look around in New Haven, the people that were out were you know Joey D was like one of the biggest people out, you know, uh, Flash Gordon, RIP oh, Flash Gordon as well. Uh, those Mr. guys Magic. were the ones Mr. that Magic were was out during in there, right? Mr. Magic. Yeah, Mr. Magic. I had, yeah. I had some dealings with Mr. Magic as well. I DJed for Mr. Magic as well. Yep. Mr. Magic yeah. was out, Pookie Blow and all that stuff. So that was around the time when, you know, just seeing these guys DJ out and DJ, shout out to DJ Bro. You know, those are the guys I looked at before I, you know, when I was still DJing in my room, when I had my turntables on my dresser and I was just in the room trying to, you know, get speed and do all the stuff, right? With your speaker out the those window the when guys. your mom's wasn't home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you know about that stuff, Shafi. You know. <laughs> it's crazy, right? No. But yeah, oh, yeah, um, look around New Haven and those are the dudes that was doing it. So, you know, as as the guys that was trying to learn in our rooms, DJing, you know, um, those are the guys we were looking at, you know, I'm going to tell you a story once of, uh, that Joey was like true hip hop. Like he was true hip hop. I'll tell you a story. Once I was on the way to church with my mother over by Legion Avenue, I'm in the car. I'm, you know, I'm ready to go to church and here comes Joey I can't remember exactly what he had on, but what I will tell you is he had a big boom box and he was walking across, probably down Orchard Street, across Legion Avenue or, you know, down that way. And he had a big Bobby box. He was playing loud music, playing hip hop. And I still have that, like that vision in my head. Like this dude is like really true hip hop. Here I was like knowing this guy from going to his parties before I knew him. Right. And then I just see him like walking it down the street, like true hip hop. Like, because at that time I used to go back and forth to New York. Cause like I said, my, my family lived, a lot of my family lived in Brooklyn and I had uh, my mother's sisters were kind of sick at around that time. So I used to go back and forth to New York. So at that time we used to call it dress in New York. I don't know if you even remember that bank. That's what we used to call it. Everybody didn't like used to embrace that. We used to say, oh, he, he dresses New York. Yeah, and that's yeah. The, those were all the certain small community of people that used to wear Lee jeans, British walkers. Yeah, yeah. And uh, dark skin jeans, mock necks, 
all that Sweet. stuff. Like everybody wasn't doing that first. So there was only like a small community of people wearing that stuff first. And, you know, jo- you know, Joey was one of those people like with the, the big name belt. Yeah. All yeah, that stuff. Man. That's what I remember him from. Bro, unique boutique. Get that name belt. So so <laughs> hold up. So hold up. I put this picture up because um, this was a picture from the first annual a hip hop expression of black history when a few of these people were awarded as CT hip hop pioneers. Uh Bing. Yeah. Can you, can you go through the names of the um I know we lost a few of them too. Um can you go through that picture real quick? I know I see the graffiti artist Craig, rest in peace. Um Islam. I see uh, Joey. I see Pace, RIP TC Islam, I see Pace, RIP Joey, I see uh Marcus. I see who's and the other two brothers the right over the there. The other two brothers, the two other brothers in the middle are from Bridgeport. That's three the uh three the hard way. Three the hard yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other, yep. Yeah, that, that, that's my man Damien in the back. All right. Yep, and, that, and that's and all and all the way over to the right, that's uh mad flavor that yep, was really close to Jay Joey recently. And new dude. Too bad we didn't have him on because he's really close to Joey too. Yes. Um, and then um, and then yeah, I'm gonna cool. I, I'm gonna show another one, which is the first class of the first class of 2016, a hip hop expression of Black history, which was the very first one, the uh the uh, recipients of the first one. Uh, let me see. That's when we had Cool Herc. That's the one we had Cool Herc. Let me see if I could find that picture. I think I thought I was just showing it. Where is it? Right here. Okay. <laughs> So who do we have in this picture? Um, I see we got uh, we got Jay. Uh, what's his name? Um, blow, it, blow it up. We can't see it. You can't see it. It's blown. Oh, you can't see it. No, it's like real small. You gotta blow it up. You gotta hit it. It's, it's a thumbnail. We're looking it at is? a thumbnail. Man, why three black that? three black men over here saying it's a thumbnail. <laughs> how many how many more black men do you need on this radio show today to tell you is it's it, a thumbnail? Is it blown? <laughs> no. It's still not blown? No. Okay. okay, so let me tell you a little bit um, about the history of um, a hip-hop expression of Black history. It's something that I came up with to honor, you know, all the contributors of the hip-hop culture in Connecticut because I say to myself that if you look behind me, I got something to show, you know, for my contribution as far as labels that I've worked for. And it doesn't necessarily mean that my peers never contributed to anything if they don't have anything on their wall. All right. I just did it on a different level. The Big B, I've seen Big B put in work, you know, in yeah. and out of in and out of state. You know, I see Steve put in work inside the state all over. So if they don't have anything to show on the wall, it doesn't mean that they didn't contribute. So my way of hip hop expression of black history is honoring them. And when I was doing this, I caught a lot of flag back from people that says, you should only honor three people. You should only honor three people. This person don't deserve it, and this person don't deserve it. And I had to black out from everybody. Matter of fact, I ended up losing some friends behind this, right? And I'm saying this to say that when we looked at that picture, it was three people that was not with us anymore. That means tomorrow is not promising, and I needed to give them their flowers, and I needed to give it to them when I had 15 minutes to be able to do that. And when I mean 15 mm-hmm. minutes, that means I was in a position to be able to do it. And what do you do with your 15 minutes when you are in a position? Do you do it for yourself or you use it for others? 
And even as I was using it for others, I was still being criticized, making it, doing it for me. And it was nothing for me. It was about giving people their flowers. And that does not even count the people that came from out of state that we lost. We lost a lot of other rappers and DJs who were at that event. They're not, not here anymore. Some other DJs from Bridgeport that are not here anymore. Uh, Bink, talk to us about um, my brother, um, Joey D. Well, the first time I seen Joey D is around the time when hip hop was freshly new. I would say maybe 81, maybe around that time. I was, a, you know, Joey's older than me and I was a child and I had went to the uh, Hill House and Cross game. Um, that used to be like, that's a big thing in New Haven, Connecticut. That's every Thanksgiving. And I seen this guy with a boom box with a, with a turntable on it. And I was just like, you know, you know, back then, you, you know, it was all about the graffiti artists, the break dancers and, 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 and the DJs, the DJs was actually kind of like bigger than the rappers at that time. <laughs> yes, you know yes. what I'm and he had this yes. radio with, with a boom, with, 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 with a turntable in it. And I was like, Yo, who is that? I was asking a couple of people, who was that? And I heard some, saw some girls, oh, that's Joey D, Joey D, DJ Joey D. Yeah. And I was just like, I was like starstruck right there. Like, you know, I'm a kid, you know? And I walked up and I was like, hey man, that's, that's, a, that's a dope box. No, I didn't say dope. That's a funky fresh box, man. <laughs> you know, funky fresh was out back then. Yeah, funky fresh. Back then. So I'm like, that's a funky fresh box, man. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Can I touch it or whatever? And, you know, I'm a little shorty. You let me hold it or whatever, like, you know what I'm saying? You couldn't and pick it up. And from that day on, I was like, one day, I'm going to get into that game. Then I met him, like, years years later, as I got older, I was a late teenager, maybe around 19, I decided I wanted to get into DJing. And I started um, jumping into the mixtape game. And um, Joey D just embraced me. And he was like, he was a champion already. Like, and he just like embraced me. And he, was, he used to always put me up on game as far as like, you know, back then when I was first learning how to DJ, it was all about the break beats, the pop bellies and the funky drummers and and, and um, dancing the drummers beat and all this stuff. You know, you had to, if I was younger, so I didn't know the names of these songs and stuff. And Joey D was like a guy that I used to always count on to, to give me the game on what to get and what to search for. And um, that's how I met Joey. And then um, as time went on, I took a little hiatus from getting sidetracked and doing other things in the, in the streets and stuff that kind of sidetracked me, took me off the path of DJing. Then I jumped back on the path and here comes Joey again, embracing me again. I, I once was getting ready to quit DJing because I was like, uh, I'm not feeling it no more. I'm not inspired by anything. And I had to talk with Joey. And he was like, you the turn up champ. You, you can't give up. He said, too many people rely on you. Too many people, you aspire too many people. You have to hold it down because you are from the same cloth that I'm from. And you holding it down right now. Man. You, you, you the champ right now. I was like, that meant a lot coming from, um, coming from him. And that's, that's, that's what I know of Joey. And Joey's also one of these guys, he keeps everything. You go in his basement. <laughs> He's a hoarder. Like a museum. You got a hip hop museum in his basement. You got all the old fires, all the old drum machines, old clothes. I mean, he had a closet full of uh, British, British, um, 
British Knights. British, 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 British Walkers. British Walkers. Come on, oh, Shafiq. He got Walkers. Come this on. guy, this guy got British Walkers, suede fronts. See, man, he got a whole hip hop. Wow. He had uh, a whole hip hop collection, man. Because he know, lived. Bit- Bink, it's funny how you said Funky Fresh, cause you know my my name in the late '80s was Funky Fresh Electro Electro J. <laughs> Fun, I uh, look. Can't see how old was you in the '80s, man? No, ch- no, no, chill out, man. How old was you in the '80s? Man? I'm still a millennial. Chill out. I ain't as you, old as you. You was like ten I, in the '80s. I ain't as old as you and Steve, man. Chill out. <laughs> hey, if you're from Bridgeport, you know I used to have their Ford Escort 1990 when it first came out with the hatchback, and we used to put them house speakers in the back of it. And, yeah, and, those those was the joint. Those are, those, those, those those were the you already know. And I used to have the the gold side plate, and he used to say Electro J. I used to have the bra in the front. He used to say Electro J, except I couldn't afford rims, so I had the hubcaps. <laughs> Spray paint and in gold. What y'all know about them hubcaps back then? What y'all yeah. know about the hubcaps? <laughs> you you know? made it work. We made you it work, bro. We made it work. I mean, so. It's yeah, a man, real uh, talk, 90s. Dudes that's out here yeah. slinging. Dudes out here slinging. <laughs> Drive Mercedes Benz, bro. Nah, we, hey, hey. Yeah. We, were, we were doing the Ford Escort. It wasn't rolling with those spreads. Hey, what else said? I'm fronting. And I don't care if you know. Backseat of my Jeep yeah. is like a disco yeah. show. Yeah. Crazy and fresh. Now, who needs cologne? Oh, hey. Mark, Marcus is on, man. So, hold I'm on. I'm on. Before Marcus, you know him? they said we need to recognize. Can't see face. We, we need to recognize some of our. I know. Viewers. I know you can't see my face. Marcus, <laughs> you all hear me though? Marcus, we can't hold on for a second. Um, they said we need to recognize some of our viewers. I can't yes. see it, so you may keep it coming into the chat so we could big them up. Big shout out to Derek Morton. He's checking yeah. in from New Haven, born in he's uh, born in New York. I believe he's telling us that uh, either he's born in New York. Or um, Joey D was born in no, New I York. No, I think he was saying Joey D was, was born, born in New, in New York, York, but, but he's from New Haven. Okay, awesome. Um, we got Jasmine Allers also checking in. Long live my uncle, the original comments to DJ Joey D. My condolences, Jasmine. Um, who else we got here? Who else we got? Please keep it coming. Please keep it coming. Uh, Marcus, what's popping, brother? What up? What up? All right. So we got, we got another CT hip-hop legend. Uh, he's also... Um, a recipient of a hip hop expression of Black history um, was popular. Marcus, tell us about um, your relationship with Joe with um, Joe with Comaster. Can you all hear me? Yes, we yes. Okay, great. Hi, I see Kingsley, Binky, Steve, and my main man. What's up, Shafiq. Black man? What's up, Black man? What's up? What's up? What's up? I wanted to How see you your doing, face, man? man. I'm disappointed. I want to see. Yeah, your don't face. worry. You all know what I look like. <laughs> you all know what I look like. <laughs> hey, listen. Listen, I just want to say that everybody on this uh, interview should be on this interview, especially Steven. Look at Steven. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Steven. Steve, Steve Yo, aged man. like two years in like 30 years. <laughs> Steve aged two years. No, that ain't why. Yo, don't rank my partner. Don't rank my beach partner now. Don't rank him. That's not why I'm saying look at Steve. I'm just saying, I don't want to call you by your government, Shafiq, but mm. yo. Binky is a little bit younger than us, and yeah, uh, yeah, Kingsley's yeah. from Africa. Yeah, but the yeah, three of us talk. know each other since we were in our early teens. Yeah, you, you know man. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's why I'm saying, look at Steven. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. listen, Joey D was our Grandmaster Flash, Grand Wizard Theodore, mm. uh, African Islam, whoever the hell you thought was good in New York, he mm. was 
Yeah. Ours here in New Haven, bro. Mm -hmm. That's who yeah. he was. That's who he was. Yeah. And that's who he is. Yeah. <laughs> and that's who he shall remain be. Yeah, so I, I mean, I know we're jumping around the stories here a little bit. So again, so the first time I DJed out, Bink, you mentioned the Hill, Hill House and all that stuff. Even though I didn't go to Hill House, all my friends, Marcus, Troy, Diamond, who I'm trying to get Diamond Alan. on here. Um, Alan. All the guys were in the DJ Chubb. They were all in the DJ club. And I went to I went to another high school, but I used to always run over there to Hill House after for all the Hill House dances. And so my first time DJing out was probably in 81 at one of those Hill House DJ club uh, parties that they used to have in the yeah. afternoons at, at Hill House. And my one of my memories of that is that Joey was in the building for the first time I DJ. And and that first time I DJ, man, I, I, I want to say I flopped. I was like so nervous. The record, I was spinning the record around. I was spinning the needle around, right? <laughs> I was spinning the record oh, around man. and the needle wasn't even on the record. I still remember the two records I I cut. Bink, you're talking about beats. I cut You'll Like It Too, the beat that's under on I know you got soul. Mm, yeah, that beat yeah. that I was cutting that. I had the octopus breaks on that because I had started getting my records and following after what everybody's doing and I was cutting action. And I, I, I jammed it up, man. I, I wasn't good. I had this mixer I had bought because I used to be back and forth to New York. I bought this mixer from Albee Square Mall. They used to have a uh, store. <laughs> I know everybody went to Rock and Soul, and I went to Rock and Soul, too. But one of the first mixers I bought was from Albee Square Mall in Brooklyn. And Joey commented on that mixer that day that that was a nice mixer. But he actually made a comment to me. He made a comment that I don't know. He don't know how to use it, but that's a nice mute mixer. That's how bad that I did that day. Oh. That was, I still remember that. So I'm, I'm putting all these stories out there. I'm telling you, I'm telling you all these real stories, man. My these first are, mixer, my are. first mixer was Radio Shack mixer. Y'all was doing big. Everybody's things. first mixer was the Nas. Everybody's first mixer was your father's tuner. Real talk, real <laughs> talk. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Tuner, especially yeah. my son. Okay. Yeah. yeah, from the brother Everett. He wasn't <laughs> in the turntable. It was a record <laughs> player, and when you backspin the record, it broke the needle. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. hey. I'm going to let SW1 finish his story, but however, oh, from what Shafiq just said, I mean, all your old school DJs, I know a lot of y'all done did it. The rack system, your parents' rack system, when they go to work and then you bring them out, trying to turn it apart, that's right, do that's what you need right. to do, and try to put it back before they get home. What yep, y'all know yep, about that? Yep. <laughs> you had that receiver and that exactly. receiver button, and you were trying to work the receiver you button trying to make while it you work, was mixing. Bro. That's what so you had. No, so Shafiq, 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 you, you remember that little rectangular window we used to have right by the front door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my mother, when I started scratching, I had a I had a Tanya Gardner heartbeat. And mm. I used to practice on my mother's little yeah, turntable. Yeah. And she used to say, don't touch my turntable, don't do that. And she came and peeked in the side and saw, she looked in that little rectangular window. window. Yeah, she saw yeah. me, I tried to put the record, I tried to hide it under the couch. She came in <laughs> the house and went under the couch, got my Tanya Gardner Got my Tanya Gardner heartbeat and broke it into pieces oh, in front of my face. Oh my god! Mm -mm -mm. Well, I, I, 
I remember the floor model, the floor model TV with the turntable on top. Yes, oh. yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and then you go, like I said, and then you go get the other one from upstairs if your parents was rolling like that and they had another one in their bedroom. You bring that one downstairs and hook that one up to that one, trying to re-rig the speakers. And all mm -hmm. I remember, man, was I try to start messing around with that stuff and I break that <laughs> damn needle. And then we'd have to go. I think me and Steve did a couple times. We'd have to go downtown to tuners and I'd be trying to shop for a new needle that was made out of diamond. And the guy was like, no, we only got this one. <laughs> it didn't fit. So I tried to tape one one time. I tried to tape it. So when my father played the spinners, the whole, the whole shit fell apart, man. I got my, I got lit up, bro. He didn't want to talk. He didn't want to have a discussion, man. But yeah, that was what it was, man. You know, and here's the thing. I want to say this too, you know, because we all grew up, me and Steve, Marcus, we all grew up in Florence Virtual. Right between Florence Virtual and what people know Norton as Street. Norton, Norton Street. Street. Yeah, but you spent Marcus, you spent all your time over in the I tribe, did. bro. And you, you and you spent a lot of time over my house too. I, bro. I absolutely <laughs> did. And you, and you might have spent yeah, a lot of time, right? Both um, you and you know, Steve. But you know what though? In in real talk, because uh black men in New Haven take a bad rap now, you know. And if they a young do. brother, like by the time Bink came up, by the time Bink came up. And started DJing, he didn't get the respect of the artistic value of the pioneership of mm. really what a lot of us was trying to do. We were trying to break into a market that it, you know, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a, it was, a, it was an unforgiving market, right? And nobody really knew how to get a DJ contract, and you know, you kind of we never get contracts, right? People have us DJ artists. and not pay us, like Reggie that's Red. That's correct. That's correct. I hate to put him out there like that, but he's done that. He did that to us, And and you know, really, New Haven, in my opinion, laid a very strong foundation for people that later came, like Big Daddy Kane and Steezo and other people. You know what I'm saying? We laid that foundation. In the backyard, we laid that foundation when, when when we used to have the parties over at um, it, we used to have parties over at. It's now a church. It was at Webster, that building right there at Webster and Dixville, and now it's a church. CYO. No, not the L. The the BYO. CYO. The CYO and the L. CYO and the L. And then we used to have the parties across. There was another place across town in the hill. Over yeah, that's um, south. yeah, man. Yo, we got chased from there. I remember that. Yo, we got chased carrying records. Yeah, yeah. I forgot. I think Rasheem said something to somebody, and I was like, Jesus Christ, why are you saying that? You know, the thing about it was, records Avenue. you know, back then, you know, as I look back, <laughs> it was a very healthy environment of young black men just being artistic, no guns, you know, none of no. the nonsense. You know, you have to worry nope. about getting shot. Uh, you have to worry about yep. being a gang fight. The fight was in your music. The fight was in your skills. Your fight was in your ability to really just, you know, inspire people around dance and stuff like that. And, I, you know, I think mm -hmm. that we really need to just highlight that. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. um, the, the, you know, like Binky, you're, you're the generation after that. You know what I'm saying? And you, yeah. you, you're now still doing the DJ. You guys do the, um, the basketball thing. I mean, it's beautiful. We got Kingsley. You know, Kingsley's honoring everybody and keeping it relevant and making it um, have, you know, credibility and, and, and being valid, man. And I just, you know, listen, I'm going to say this, man. My old school dudes, I appreciate y'all, man, for just holding it down because 
a lot of us died, man. There's a lot of brothers, yeah. a lot of us that we grew up with, they're not even around. They're on Binky. Right. They you you even lost more in your generation crew than we did. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, yeah. you know, hey, listen, man. So, that is why we all here because we lost one of our big, big guys. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? So let me, so, bring, so, let me bring it back so, to Joey, guys. Yes, please, please. Joey, and, and on that note, while you bring it back to Joey, I also need you to talk about um, this particular picture that we have on here is the um, the third on herd. Can you talk about? Yeah, that's his album cover. That's you, Joey's album cover. Let's talk about the third on herd. Go ahead. Either from what I know, it was the early. Yeah, it was a from I what I remember, and I know, and I had the record here. I'm sitting in a room with all my records too, but uh, it was a compilation of hip hop artists from Connecticut back then, and Joey was one of the feature artists. Yeah. Can you elaborate yeah. on that, um, Steve? Do you are you familiar with that record? Are you deep, uh, Bing B? Are you familiar with it? Well, Bing well, I'm not too familiar with the sound of the record, but I, I'm I'm a little familiar about the name. The name has actually been used over and over since then. I mean, I remember Steezel used to always tell me the third, the third on her, and I never knew it was Joey's until later on. So for so for our new generations, let's elaborate on why it's called the third on her. Let's talk oh, about one that. more thing, Kingsley. Kingsley, yes. the TC was on that album too. Yeah. Okay, big shout out. T. Skizlam was on the album too. All right, all right. Uh, what you um, Pookie Blow, I think too. I can't remember. I gotta Marcus, get it. Marcus, is is the song that T. C. had New England? Oh, oh, was that on that album? I'm gonna look for it, Bink, and I have it for Sunday. If it okay. was, I, I gotta look. I gotta look, Bink. Yeah, yeah, that, that but I think we could Google it. Maybe the playlist is on Google or something. If you Google the thing, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I got to yeah. find it. I don't know where it is. Yeah, but that name has always, since then, that name has been used just by people in the culture because people are tired of Connecticut not being heard. That's correct. Right. 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 And so, the third unheard means the tri state area. And, you know, representation from New Jersey and New York for really not that much representation representation from Connecticut. So that's, that's what it means. That's correct. Exactly. So anybody why, that know that. Why, why is, I mean, you know, why is Connecticut... Don't come for Connecticut on this show. Don't no, come why, for Connecticut. Why is Connecticut so left out? I mean, you know, is it because we are we are so next door to Can New I speak York? to that? Can I speak to that? Uh, Connecticut is not left out. Connecticut, I'm like, about to say, I was about to say we ain't. We can't yeah, be. Connecticut is not left out. The culture of Connecticut likes to discount African-American achievements and African-American success. That's what it's about. So we're always constantly marginalized and overlooked as if we have no contributions in the state of Connecticut. And that's first starts with white people. And then the black people that want to play in, pan into that, sign on to that. But in fact, if you look at the rich history in lucrative advancements of African-Americans in cities like New Haven, you will find that the black people in New Haven have laid the influence for most everybody in the state of Connecticut and most of the people in the tri-state areas in the metros. So let's talk. Very good. So let's talk. Very good. And Raekwon said, you know what Raekwon said, right? <laughs> real, 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 real,
Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Uh, on my perspective of Connecticut is left out, it's a little, a lot technical. You mean you in the hip hop culture? Exactly. I mean in the hip hop culture, and I'm gonna break it down why we are so left out. Um, you know, you're talking about sound scan, you're talking about BDS, which I call bullshit detective system, because all of this is bull crap, right? We fall into the New York market. Now, listen. For all you guys in the industry, all you artists, why you don't understand? I once had a record store and I had a sound scan record store. When I scan records that are being sold, guess where? who got the credit for that? It's New York because we in the Fairfield County were in the New York market. So Connecticut starts from Hartford on up. So any records that was being sold in Bridgeport was counted into New York. New Haven and Hartford was connected. So if we sold 20,000 Jay-Z records and 10,000 was sold in um, Bridgeport, guess who gets that 10,000? New York got the 10,000 and uh, Connecticut got the other 10,000. So when uh, when the, 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 the exec goes to work in the morning and he's looking at the chart, he's looking at the numbers and where the numbers came from. He's looking at the numbers that, hey, New York got that 10,000 that came from Bridgeport. Um, <clears throat> Haven, Harford got the other 10,000. So when the money, the marketing dollars are being spent, we get cut short. Bridgeport money falls into New York. So we should be getting $100,000 for a marketing budget. Instead, we get 50 because the Bridgeport falls into the New York market and only 50. And then we got radio stations. Remember, we didn't have a radio station. So before we had 193, I was deep. I was deep in the game, and because I was deep in the game, we were able to get artists to do in stores, artists to come out here and sign autographs, artists to come do shows, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So the reality is, we have been left out just because of, also because of where we fall in in the numbers. So when the decision is being made on the top, it's like ah, uh, Connecticut. They're not selling enough records in Connecticut. But in all reality, we broke the uh, the Mob Deeps. We broke the Wu Tang, uh, Wu Tens. We broke the uh, 50 Cent. They came out here and got more love than they got in um, New right. York. That's Tell right. me if I'm wrong, Big B. But, 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 nah, but, so, wrong. So, so, Kingsley, Kingsley, this is a good conversation because a lot of people, a lot of artists, they knew about us. A lot of people came here before those groups you're talking about. Right. Run, Run DMC came to Hill House. They came to They came to Bridgeport on the rooftop boo. and landed on the rooftop in downtown and, and got ran out. Can I say no, something? I don't they remember that. Haven. They came to New Haven. They came to New Haven. They came on the Hill House stage right there. Yeah, they, they came, came out. out. They came to the High Home Mall. High Home Mall. In uh, yeah. in, uh, in in Bridgeport. Bridgeport. Oh, check this yeah, out, I'm right? About <clears throat> when when the skinny boys when the skinny boys was out, and let's just say a little bit after that was in this. Bing, hold your thought. Let me do a station ID. Bing, hold your thought. You coming right up to me? Yeah, get that station right, man. This is the Urban Talk Radio 103.5 WNHH. I am your host, Kinsley Osei, my co-host, Shafiq. And if you are just joining us today on Urban Talk Radio, you can join the conversation on Facebook at Bold Minds and Twitter. Also on my Facebook page, Kinsley O-S-E-I. And we are also streaming on New Haven Independent.org and, um, and New Haven Independent Facebook page, as well as all our special guest Facebook page as well. 
Let me big up to Ebony Hart. She says, we the family, thank you for honoring Joey D. Uh, he's a true legend. Um, so today we are remembering our Master Joey D. And we have some of his friends from the Elm City. Um, we have uh, DJ Bing B on the check-in here. We have Marcus Carpenter on the check-in. We have our brother Steve Wallace, the SW1. And we also have um, Diamond, DJ Diamond. So we have New Haven's finest. Big D. Big D, can you check in? And then uh, uh, Big B can come in after that. Big Diamond, D, what's popping, bro? No, nah, good morning, man. Good morning. Y'all just caught me. I was in the middle of, you know, getting that dinner prep because Big D thinks his plate better than mine, but I got him beat. <laughs> oh, oh. I'm just marinating. I'm getting the shape. Where you at, man? It's That's like it. it's breakfast time. Where you, where, you in a different time zone? Is that my uh, brother's defeat from St. Aidan's? Ah, uh, <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, we, already, we already thought we, we talked a little bit about that. We talked a little bit about that, but you got, Yo, you got more stories. Diamond got Yo. more stories. So let's do this. Before Diamond come in with the story, let Big B take it from where we left off. Go ahead, Bing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, one of the reasons, I, I, I'm not trying to blame. Bink, we can't hear you well. Get back to your normal. Yeah, Get back sound, to your normal. real far. Yeah, man. What happened? Your sound just changed. Yeah. No, yeah, I but, sound but your sound real far away. You sound very soprano. Yeah. Can you hear me now? You sound like you sound like a T-Mobile commercial. Can you hear me now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you can hear me, if I say you can hear me, you hear me now? Nah, not sound really. watery. You sound watery. Yeah. Something changed. Okay, that's a little bit. You're moving around and it's changing the signal. You can't. On uh, Urban Talk Radio, yeah. you can't like walk around like you're doing Facebook Live. You, you better not. Go ahead. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm in my I'm in my old spot. Can you hear me? Yep. You, yeah. yeah. Okay. There you now, go. Back in the days when, when, when Skinny Boys had had the lane, and then a little bit after that, Steezo ended up picking up the lane. Right. At that time, we needed more businessmen and people that know how to strategize mm. so we can capitalize right. on the hip-hop industry. We didn't right. have that. We might have right. a lot of talent out here, but right. we knew how to market, promote that part of the game so everybody else could have followed after Skinny Boys and, and then Estizo. And then maybe they could have even been the Jermaine Dupree's or the Rockefellers if we just had somebody that knew how to work that angle instead yeah, of talent. That's true. Now, if we would have, if we would have had somebody with the business mind and say, "Okay, Skinny Boys is out now. Now we're gonna bring out such and such from down the block and such and such from 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 this town out," and we would have capitalized off that, we would have been like 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 they did from Jersey. Yeah, yeah. Like Flavor Unit did. Yeah. Labor unit did it the right way. They had Queen Latifah and Tretch and all of them, and they all they all just had a domino effect after one of their artists got on. Since the Foo Snickers and all that, yeah. we didn't do that. But, and it, but also, we had a foot in also, the door. We didn't do that. But then, one other thing to think as I'm, as you're talking, I'm thinking about it, and I'm just, this is the first time I thought about this. New Haven or Elm City is in Connecticut has always been like DJ heavy. Right. Like we got we got a lot of DJs out here. Like what other than the people you mentioned, what MCs did we really have 
there was MCs that was rocking parties, like, you know, DJ Bro, Johnny J. There was people like that we knew, right? Right. Zam was rocking with Joey. We didn't even talk about that yet. Zam was rocking with Joey. But did we really have MCs that was aspiring to do that at that time when that was all going on? That's another mm. thing that I think about. We have a lot of DJs here. That's well, We have a lot well, of DJs. Well, and that's true because... Hip-hop yeah. hip started changing away from DJs to the MC. Yeah. And the MCs, it seemed like, were coming. You had... um. Biz Marquis, Bridgeport. It seemed like the MCs was coming out of for some reason. It was Bridgeport was more uh, um it was more M MC heavy. It was had more rappers. Brother Shafiq, now I gotta interject here. We oh. we were we were splintered. Yeah, so okay. Hartford had to had them brothers. What are they? The Fearless Four. Mm. All them, them four MCs from Hartford. They had a hit record on the radio. Mm. They had hit records, and what happened is. We just was separated. Like we still to this day, like Hartford is like its own state. If you go to Hartford, it's like its own state. And we had, you know, it, it, we were so separated. I mean, when Steezo got on, God bless the dead. But when he got on, how many people did he really reach down and pull up to, to, to be with them? So that's, 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 that's why I was saying we need, we, we didn't, we can't expect our artists to know how to put another artist on. We need Absolutely. somebody to the artist that new business and marketing to pull up the other artists. That's what we needed. Right, and plus- We're gonna, we were... we're gonna follow up from there, but hold up, Diamond. We need you to um tell us a little bit about our brother, um, Kamasa Joey D. How do you remember um, the Kamasa? Well, I met Joey, I met Joey at like 12 years old. That's when the LeJoint, when we was at the Missouri in the Brumsey spot, I never forget. Um, Joey D came down. I'm gonna put my boy Stevie D in my blast. I think Stevie D got the cut off gloves from Joey D because I remember when I met Joey D. He used to always just wear army fatigues, boots, and he always had the belt buckle with Joey D the Kango on or the army hat. And he came down. He was the DJ for. Dudes that made the roof is on fire. He was their original DJ. So they Rock came Master down. Scott. Master Scott. Yeah, and then he came down yep. with um. Then Joey came down and he He bought Sickle Cell and Rapazuti. So Joey was just a staple. Like he was the, the DJ. That that like inspire people. Him, Reggie, Reg, DJ Mario. So my story with Joey goes: Reggie, Reggie, Reg, and my mother. His mother were best friends. So one day my phone rings and Reggie's like, "Yo, meet us at Day Street Projects." And he was like, "Yo, we need you to come to Day Street Projects." So I go to Day Street Projects, and they like, "We need you to help us set up the equipment." So I'm carrying the big scoops. We got the big scoop speakers. I set up the equipment. And then they was like, yo, you know how to set up the turntables? I set up the turntables. Then Joey's like, yo, test them out. So I tested them out for like 25, 30 quick seconds. And that was my story. He was like, you good now. <laughs> like, yo, and you know, his thing is like, Yo, like I DJing in front of Joey D, Mario, and Reggie Red, it might have been 30 quick seconds, but that was like a lifetime to DJ in front of somebody. You know what I'm like? You know, them, them are like the, 
those was like our heroes. Like I, I like I said, I've been watching that man since twelve years old, and like seven years ago, at the unity in the community, I had my twelve hundreds. He asked me, Diamond, can you bring out your twelve hundreds? I bought out the twelve hundreds. He rocked on them. You know, that was like an honor for him to DJ on my twelve hundreds. And then he then he signed them. You know, he ordered them. Still got them in the garage. Like, like yo, like, like one of my idols, one of the people I looked up to, and he always showed me love. And it just was crazy that you know he he recognized me, and I'm like, you know, I was like, yo, he like that's Joey D. Like I, I'm supposed to give him homage, but he always like gave me the utmost respect. And I was like, yo. Big, hold on one second. I'm going to play a video from um, DJ Prime, and then uh, you could come in um, after that. All right. What's up, Prime? Yeah. So, wow, man. Joey D, the great, the legendary. In remembrance of him, I got two stories. I'll try to make it quick. I'm at work. I'll try to make it quick. Um, first one is kind of... Well, that's not actually... The first one isn't how we first met. It, it, it kind of brought us closer. Um, we originally met through Connecticut Music Pool. Showed up one day to get some records. Stevie D introduced me to him. He was like, yo, this is Joey D, man. One of our fellow DJs, yada, yada, yada. So we kicked it for a hot second talk for a little bit and uh got you know got you know the respect of each other from there then um came down to it i was working for someone and uh we was renting out dj systems in the whole nine yards so the promoter rented a system from us and uh we had uh set it up and everything and the promoter didn't pay so we was like yo <clears throat> we told you before the gig you know, you got to pay. So we went down there. This was live at the uh, Elks in New Haven. Yeah, the Elks. So we go down there, and they didn't tell me who was DJing. And um, I go in there. The music's bumping and everything. So I'm like, yo, man. Yo, stop all this talking and rambling, man. If he said he ain't giving up no bread, I'm going to start unplugging stuff. <laughs> and, you know, this is young, young prime. I ain't gonna say ignorant prime, but this was young prime, you know what I'm saying? I ain't care back then, really. So, you know, I, I started unplugging stuff, and I realized it was Joey D. Joey turned around, he's like, yo, what you doing, yo? I'm in the middle of my mix. <laughs> I said, yo, dude ain't paying us, man. He's like, yo, but I'm saying I'm rocking prime. Like, yo, you, you just can't come do that. I said, yo, listen, if that man don't get paid, I don't get paid, bro. And um, you know, it was it was it was a messed up situation. But uh I put the speakers on the hand truck and everything. And we got to the door, the promoter was like, yo, 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 what y'all doing? What y'all doing? Yo, hey, hey, hey. He paid us. So we put the speakers back in the elks. He <laughs> was just about to go back on the truck. Put the speakers back in the elks. And um ever since that day, yo, he always laughed about it. He was like, yo, don't don't disconnect nothing tonight. I, that was like an inside joke. Um, he used to call me the disconnection dude. <laughs> All right. Um, just 
This is the Urban Talk Radio 103.5 FM WNHH. I am your host, Kinsley Osei. And if you are just joining us in the last part of our show, you can follow the conversation on Facebook at Bow Minds and Twitter at Bow Minds. Also on my Facebook page, Kinsley OSEI. You can also stream this show and previous shows on your smartphone or computer by logging on to newhavenindependent.org. And I trust our guests will also make sure to share this um, on their Facebook page and you can always go back and listen to it. Thank you for joining us. Remember, Urban Talk Radio airs every Wednesday at 11 a.m. The conversation continues on our Facebook and um, we do have our special guest, uh, DJ Bing B, uh, Steve Wallace, AKA SW1. Um, we have my man Marcus uh, in here. We had Diamond. I don't know where he went. We got two people in. And um, I trust that we are going to do this again. The conversation went into a level of a place of a discussion that we really need to have about Connecticut and its hip-hop scene, what is really, really going on. But that's a different conversation. Today, we are remembering Joey D. And um, we are also going to talk about a dialogue that just started. Big B is trying to go viral, or he's actually going vi viral for... Um, Talib Kweli, who y'all know from the Black Stars, um, you know, he kind of, you know, says some foul things, you know, that he's trying to clean up. And um, knowing Talib Kweli from Brooklyn, there are certain things that you just can't say because that Brooklyn bull, bull crap, they stay on it. So I don't know how he would say that and trying to justify it. The man came out of his mouth and he said, F Connecticut. And he said, that's a joke. I don't know how you could come from a hip hop culture coming out of Brooklyn and use the word F anybody and say they shouldn't take it seriously, but it's a joke. No. He's been here to um to Toast Place. He came here and made Connecticut money. He came to Toast Place. That's the whole point. So my man yeah. Big B put up a no-fly zone. And I'm very familiar with a no-fly zone because I was just recently in Atlanta a couple of weeks ago. And big shout out to my man, Tori Edwards, who's doing that. Atlanta influenced everything over there. Very big out there. And uh, you know, we was over my man Chauncey's house. To begin the cover. We was over my man Chauncey's house, right? During the staff administration, I she serves as the executive director of the Housing Authority. What is going on? In 2020, on? Governor Lamont appointed her to the state uh, of education. Harry. She is now the chairperson. Despite these positions, she's also run some difficult campaigns for New Haven. Harry, man. Harry. <laughs> Harry, I'm a, I'm a half Republican. Show love. <laughs> and um, so I remember uh, T.I. came to um, T.I. and French Montana and a whole lot of others came to Bridgeport Arena to perform. So a young man had just got killed. I don't know, 16 years old or even younger than that. So, you know, um, they did a show right after that. So I worked my way to the backstage. My father, there's a guy named Red from Bridgeport that was supposed to be a security and a driver for uh, T.I., so I let him know in advance that, hey, you know, I'm going to need T.I. to just do a PSA to tell this kids to put the guns down if he's coming out here to get money, right? He said, cool, I'm going to try to make it work. Meanwhile, I got a whole thing set up in front. I got a banner. We're giving away all type of stuff. So I walked my way to the backstage. Like, Are you going to make this thing happen or not? So, you know, me, I'm going through the right channels to get stuff done. But if the right channel fails by any means, you best believe I'm going to execute into how I was taught during street team that we're supposed to get it done regardless by any means. So I worked my way to this guy's dressing room, T.I.'s dressing room, 
he's coming out and I approach him. I have my phone. I said, T.I., can you please just do um, a PSA? It's probably going to take you 30 seconds. T.I. tell me to go talk to his manager in the dressing room. I go to the dressing room to talk to the manager. There is no manager in there. Meanwhile, the manager was standing right with him when he told me to go to the and they bounced. So after that, I brought it to um, I brought it to Facebook that you know, um, no fly zone. Now let me mind you, Big B. I interviewed my man Trick Trick. Trick Trick was signed to Universal Records, and I brought Trick Trick to um, Hot ninety three. Mm-hmm. While we were there, we did the whole interview. And when Trick Trick knew how much I knew of him, because I used to sell DVDs at my record store, so I knew yeah. a lot about Trick Trick. You yeah. know, being a bully in the industry. What he did to Rick Ross, what he did to Trick Daddy for, you know, behind the name Trick. So Trick Trick, this guy that did a no-fly zone for the beneficial of Atlanta, I mean, for the beneficial of Detroit, and actually got an award from United Nations for it. I mean, he was a bully behind it, but the tactic behind it was you cannot come to Detroit to eat and not give back to the community. You might have to go to the school and talk to kids. You might have to give it some type of non- uh, profit organization. You might have to put one of our local artists on stage to perform. So yeah, it was a no-fly zone, but it was for a good reason and a good cause. So there you are, um, this guy, you know, say the wrong thing, F, F, Connecticut, and did a diss record. And he's taking it somewhere. Talk to me about that, Bing. Well, I first thought of it, and, and I commented on his page, and I didn't come aggressive. I was like, bro, I said, people look up. I said, people like you. People mess with you out here. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I think you owe us an apology, a, 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 apology for apology. it. Man. Or it was a joke. I said, bro, it's too easy. I said, I, I said, it doesn't sound like a joke. It's a bad joke. It's a tasteless joke. I said, it's just too easy for you to say, I even, I even typed up there how you should apologize. Well, you know, <laughs> I offended anybody. I offended anybody. I apologize. You know, what I'm saying, um, please forgive me. Whoa, 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 whoa! I, I typed it out how he can say it. Well, he won't look like a punk, and he's just standing firm on. I'm not apologizing for nothing. I don't. I don't feel sorry for. I said okay, and then I said all right. So I just, you know, I mean, I know I'm a powerful person. I know my voice is very powerful. I don't like to over, I don't like to abuse it, and I will never abuse it. Mm. I use it the right way. I know when a lion roars, is he's going to be heard. Right, I know, right. and I don't want nobody to react the wrong way. Correct. That's why I try to give my opportunity more than one time to try to clean this stuff up, and he still didn't apologize. You understand? I'm saying he's dancing around. I'm just saying I'm sorry if I offended anybody in Connecticut. I didn't mean it like that. He didn't do that. So I just made a beat and made a rap without cursing in it and still got busy on it <laughs> and just, you know, and let it be known what it is and just start the no fly zone movement as far as like, like King said, you got to like, you got to, you got to, you got to pay homage to something good out here. If you're going to be him, he has to apologize. He, he has to apologize. I'm not saying that I'm going to be a violent person or anybody else is going to be a violent person. But it's just too easy to be a man and own up to your wrongs and just say, my bad, y'all. You understand what I'm saying? So 
usually I'm the type of person I stop a lot. For, let's get, let's get, don't let, um, I stop a lot of bull crap from happening. I see a lot of bull crap happening every day, and I always be the one that step in front, calm a lot of young dudes down, calm people down, and I'm usually the one that calm people down. For this specific thing, I'm just going to turn. I'm gonna mind my business, let nature take its course. I'm not calming anybody down. So you apologize. Are you going to start the fire and walk away, huh? <laughs> no, he started the fire, but I'm not going to help put no water on it. Usually I'll put water on the fire. I'll be like, nah, whoa, whoa, no, chill. Whoa, 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 whoa. But now I'm going to walk away. I'm not I'm, I'm not going to put no water on the fire. Yeah. You I'm know, Bing, 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 like I said, I was going to leave it alone because before you even took it there, um, I seen a post on Facebook yesterday when you actually started to, um, you said you was going to make the song. So I seen the making of it until last night. I'm reading it and I said, you know what? I got to, this. I got to, you know, I got to go for solidarity for Bink, man. I said, you know what? I have to step in. You know, I, this, I, I do need to step in. So actually I went in there and I commented that, you know, you could say it was a slip of tongue. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. could say air is human because... Every now and then, we all get excited and say things that we shouldn't have said. But for you to try to make excuses for it and double down, go back, come in, I said no. So I actually broke a whole lot of things down. I said, you know what? I know somebody that do not. I know Howard McDuffie very well. Them I work with a lot. Howie McDuffie was holding down Rocker's heart. He was holding you guys down hard. So don't get it mistaken. Like they say, we are the third on herd. It's people in this stage that were deep in the industry. So for you yeah. to think Bing B is a nobody and doesn't speak for the state, I said, you are mistaken. That is yeah. why I have to, that is why I have to step in. I said, you yeah. are mistaken to trying to brush it off like, oh, he ain't nobody. You know what I'm saying? That's you had a That's street what... speaking for you, but besides the streets speaking for you, I had to step up like besides the streets, the man is solidified for what he does with his contribution to the hip hop. Let's be clear about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, I, I, I'm not gonna dwell on that guy. And I, I just I just felt that somebody from Connecticut with some with some power and a voice was supposed to just step up and at least say something for us. So that's what made me do it. I didn't do it for me. Did it for us, you know. So all right, go for trying, to, to, trying to find a way to capitalize because we can um, you know, he's a troller, he's trolling, uh career is not as relevant as um it used to be. He's got a mic, and um, you know, it can be me, it can be mediated for the better. It doesn't have to be your personal good, it can be a, a good. I mean, he needs to invite you to his, you know, to his podcast, bottom line, and address it. He's got a platform. You know what I mean? Yeah, He's got a platform. Yeah, he this, probably is, this is not supposed to be about you having the goons ready to go. He could put you on that platform, you know, and um, y'all could, you know, chop it up and, you know, just have the, you know, and, and I even addressed, I said, look, man, I done stopped a lot of people from getting clapped out here in this state of Connecticut. I drove boot camp click all the way from Bridgeport, White Eagle, nonstop to their hood because people pull out ratchets on them. Yeah. I stopped MO, I stopped MOP at a, a, a white fellas uh at Art Fellas Gallery because they said exactly what he did, throwing their middle finger in into the city. And you know, it was during the gang banging time, and people pulled out on them. And because I was the one that brought them out there and I was deep in the industry, I was able to defuse it 
and my father left them stranded and they took the train back to New York. They gave, they, the, 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 the streets gave you an OG call. Of course. You know what I'm saying? You know, here's, what, here's, here's what I like to say about it. You know, it's a it's a new game and it's a new time. This is what I'm gonna say to you, Bing, and Steve and Marcus. I think there's an opportunity for two things to happen that has not happened in New Haven. Um, we might have missed the early boat, but we we are the shit makers. I would encourage y'all to get together and really think about starting a record label in New Haven and opening up an official studio under that record label. You know, you, um, all y'all have knowledge, Diamond D, y'all, we all grew up together. Get together, the four of y'all, collaborate. Uh, pop that LLC, I'll set it up for you. Uh, start a record label, find a space, get a studio going, and start signing artists and producing artists. We know that this music yeah, industry the, the, game, we'll, we'll you know, you, you not mean to cut you off, that's a great idea, but unless we got the financial backing for that, it's going to be hard, man. Well, yeah. let's get that. Listen, we have done greater things against lesser odds. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah, yeah. We have done greater things against lesser odds. And I fail to believe that the four of y'all together cannot be able to tap people on. There's people here that got money. There's a lot of people in this city. There's black people in this city that got money. You know, so you research what you need and you move forward because if you got a hot artist and they got the music and you got all of these venues now to promote them, that's just what it's about. Um, and so you don't have to be, you know, these guys I watched, uh, all of these dudes, um, come to the toes place when I was a cop, did security for them, they came and made their money. Um, and they came right, they didn't try to hang out, they came, they left. I think the only artist that I ever saw. That came that came in was uh, DMX. DMX came in. He did his uh, piece downtown, and he hung out for a little bit with everybody before he left. Right, um, but most of the artists they come in from New Jersey, young blood. They come in, boom, and they out. So we don't have to yeah. be in a position to be going back and forth uh, with people that they, it's our money that's bringing them here. The difference yeah. is they're coming to Toad's place that we don't own. <laughs> The black community is not making no residual uh, income from Toad's Place. We're not making no money off the beer. We're not making no money off the door. We're not making no money off the artists. We just the people showing up, putting money in people's pockets. What I'm saying to y'all is, y'all got the knowledge and the history of the industry. Put together a label. Put together something where now these artists can't even cross the New Haven border without having to sit down with y'all first to figure out how they going to get a venue. Because y'all can control the venue because you control the people. That's it. That's well, I, on that note, I recently told Joe Grace because Joe Grace was just angry and he was angry at promoters and everybody. And I mentioned the exact words to him. If Joe Grace, if you are ever listening to this show, remember I told you this. I said, Joe Grace, instead of being all angry, what you need to do is organize a no-fly zone with every promoter in the city. And it, this doesn't have to be about you. It has to be about every artist. And you tell all the promoters and even the clubs or venues that there is no show that goes on out here with any out-of-towners without putting a local artist on to perform. And we're not talking about charging the local artists to perform either. We're talking about a no-fly zone tactic right. of there must be a local artist who is popping on that stage 
like my man Trick Trick did. Yeah. You know, and somebody has to do, and it has to be done diplomatically. Come on, Ben. Come on, Ben. Don't get, I don't, there's a dude said in the, in the movie, he said, don't tell me why we can't do it. Tell me how we can do how it. How we gonna do it. No, I mean, I agree. I agree. All right. I, I agree. I, I come over that. to New Orville. I come over to New Orville. Uh, I'm, only, I'm only on the other side of Lagoon. And it can't be that <laughs> diplomatic because he keep mentioning Toast uh, Place. Toast Place can really get on. Toast Place can really make the call. Then when you, when we are signing you to come perform, part of it is there's going to be a 15 minute fame, uh, 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 15 minutes fame man, for man, one of our local man. artists. That's Great, the real talk. Later for Toes Place. This is the hustle game while we broke now. Later for Toes Place. We need our own venue. We need to control the venue. Yeah, we do. But but I, don't, I don't want to have a just. I don't want to have a nah. just talk. I, I want to talk about what's going on right no, now. I, no, I want to talk, talk about, about. I want to talk about the wealth in the black community. I want to talk hey, about hey, that hey. if. Marcus and Diamond was doing the venue and doing the promotion when the artist comes in and they're spending that money, the profits are split four ways back into our community. Let's do it. Have opportunity hey, to hey, do hey, it. Let's do it. We do have to do it. We do have to not objecting to it. Let's do it. Yeah. Brothers, brothers, let me <laughs> say something. Go ahead. I have to get back to work. What I want to okay. say before I leave. Rest in peace to Joey D. I appreciate all you brothers up here, you know what I'm saying, doing your thing and contributing to Joey D. And let's stay on the topic of Joey D. And I will see everybody this Sunday at Chasmo's where we can just keep remembering Joey D and try to raise money to give to his family, man. I'll see y'all Sunday. All right, Vic. Right, thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. Hey, we're going to have this conversation again, uh, Bing. Yes, all right. Thank you very much. And uh, let me big up to Derek Martin. He says he got about 10 CDs. Joey D did, but two will be, he will be selling it with pictures on it. Um, they call Beat and Bricks selling the Chasmos and all the money will go to um, Joey's wife. And uh, what else? He said, in life, people don't have the same state of mind. I will see y'all on Sunday. Big shout out to Chanel uh goldson she said yes they can discuss all the good ct has to offer and the talent that is here i love that statement um yes we need that unity this money, for that man. so Bro, get this instead, money, of, instead of beating on each other i mean what we really need is yeah yeah the word no fly zone is used uh no fly zone can be interpreted in a positive way in a bullish way it can also be um, done in a very diplomatic way if, if, you know, but in, no, in order for no flight zone to work, there has to be a unity among the DJs, promoters, the venue. If these people can stick together for no flight zone, no artist will come in here to eat without recognizing any one of our local talents. You know, I, I, I did my part when I was really deep in it and I was betrayed. I remember, um, um, you know, there was a coalition called um, the firm, Family of Independent Retail Mer Merchants. Um, we were a firm of um, retailers of, uh, um, what do you call it? Soundscan retailers in Connecticut. And it was about the numbers. It was about 11, 12, 13 record store deep, mom and pop record store deep, providing numbers, big numbers to the industry. But meanwhile, we were part of the firm who was from Philly. 
right? So the marketing dollars is cut to the firm, and then he cut us the money for the light box, the money for the listening station. So if that light box was $300 for me to get, which is the marketing dollars to be spent in Connecticut for my store, I got about $150, $200 because he was getting a cut. So I organized a meeting, say, hey, guys, we came in the game crawling. Now it's time to walk. I'm deep in the industry. I could get mine. She, uh, my man Sheku at Cross Flavors, he's pretty deep. He can get his. But all those other little record stores in, um, you know, in, in um, uh, Hampton and, you know, the ones in Bridgeport all over, they're not getting that good piece of that cut. So let's come together and demand that their money is spent with us directly instead of going through the firm. So I organize a meeting. We go to the restaurant. And guess who shows up? The owner of the firm shows up. Within 24 hours of a meeting organized, somebody within the crew calls him and tells him that Kingsley is setting up a meeting to shut you down. Somebody betrayed me or betrayed us and called. And my man, Marty, shows up at the meeting. When he showed up at the meeting, I said, you know what? Somebody betrayed us. I don't, we don't have to do this. And I shut the whole meeting down. But you see, this is exactly what I'm talking about. It was for the betterment of the city, of the state, for us to get 100% of the money instead of getting 50, 60% or whatever. So unity is definitely very, very, very important if we want to accomplish some of this stuff that can easily, I mean, easily be accomplished. But because we are divided, these people come out here. Listen, let me tell you something, man. And take unity. And this is just me personally, just me personally. Black people in this country are never going to be totally unified because we were designed through slavery to not be unified. But here's where we can thrive. We can stop being consumers and start being the actual controller of the product. We know that when hip hop was out with mixtapes and CDs, 75% of all rap music that was purchased over the counter was purchased by suburban white teens and young adults. They are still some of the largest consumers of the, in terms of the over the market actually paying for this product. Hip hop culture, which also has its roots in New Haven, is now being marketed around the entire world in places like Morocco, in Nigeria, in Seoul, Korea. So here's what I'm saying. You got three dudes or four dudes that was up here. They from New Haven. You know, there's a there's a very strategic way where you could actually start a nonprofit around teaching young people and young adults an apprenticeship on how to be uh, into the music industry. You could get grant funding for that in order to be able to literally train these artists that are want to be YouTube sensations and so forth on how to get your product out the right way. You can also, again, like I said, establish a venue as an LLC, like what Kings you are referring to and say you are the coalition of DJs or whatever you want to put a name on it. And you can make it where nobody can't pass into New Haven. You can link up with the city of New Haven through the cultural affairs department, which there's supposed to be some type of clause that any celebrity that comes into New Haven is supposed to actually give um, they're going to like do like a community service when they come here. So if T.I. was to come into New Haven to go perform at Yale, he's got he's supposed to also take out time and go meet with people in the community. A lot of people don't know that. So these actors come in here. Spike Lee was just over there at Orchard and Henry at the art um, building that they got over there. Nobody even knew that. 
So we got to use our power, man, and stop just being a platform where we're giving shout out and, you know, hey, big ups, so-and-so's coming to Toe's place. And we and they leave, and we ain't made no money. Uh, I'm not a big super fan of Suge Knight, but I'm just saying. Some of his night again. Some of his business mindset, uh, how Death Row Records was operating, um, how P. Diddy was operating, how 50 Cent operate, them are businessmen. And we got to start treating this music industry from a respected business industry. All I'm saying is, Steve, Marcus, man, you dudes are the godfathers of this, man. And you control it. So just I just, appreciate just, that. Just I shut appreciate it down. That. Just shut it down. It. it ain't even got to be a nationwide, a worldwide, a tri-state New Haven. You ain't coming to New Haven and doing nothing until you sit down with the four of y'all. You sit down. No, with no the five, the five of us. You got to be there too. You got to be there too. Steve, come in. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I agree. Everything, oh. everything starts. Everything starts with unity, and 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 I'm all for it. I'm all for it. To try that, but we got to get the unity. And but to your point, Shafiq, you're never gonna have 100% unity. But it's about get, getting enough enough momentum. You know, uh, Marcus and I were going through going through a lot of issues right now. We just had a meeting with uh, West Haven government uh, last week on the situation that we are having experiencing with the beach. We we basically got shut down at the West Haven beach for the party we were doing. And so we just had a meeting with the politicians in the city last week, and we're we're trying to put together a strategy off that meeting. So it, it does have to be about unity. So 100% agreed on that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, I sound that too. I mean, you know, listen, Shafiq, you and I always have uh, talked about things like that. I'm saying I'll be 55 in January. Let's wow. go ahead and start trying. Yeah, to do yeah. yeah. Please. Well, listen. Y'all got my contact. I would say, listen, let's not even delay. Y'all got my contact. You know, Sunday's a good day. Sunday morning, y'all want to slide by the house or something. We drink coffee and just get start getting some stuff on paper. You know, like what you're saying with Steve with West Haven. I'm going to tell you the politics in West Haven. West Haven got it now where you got to pay to go to the beach. So now if you don't want to pay to go park in the beach parking lot, They've got it locked up where all of the parking across the street from the beach is private residential parking. So you can't even really plan a venue there yeah. in a way yeah. that allows your clientele, you know, they would have to park blocks and blocks away and then be subjugated to being stopped through police or police enforcement. But meanwhile, you got the Lighthouse Park, which is actually a New Haven park that New Haven natives that was my really original idea. That really was my original to. idea. You follow me? That saying? was but, my But on the flip side of the politics, on the flip side of the politics in New Haven, the dudes can come in here and do an entire illegal dirt bike event. Mm -hmm. And the police and the mayor them show up and be like, "Well, we told them not to do it, but I'll just put every single cop that I have on the department uh, out there, and we'll build them later." We got to get people to respect black. New Haven. And since New Haven is an academic intellectual business corridor, we have to start dealing with New Haven power on those three levels. Yeah, let's, let's, let's chop I'll it see up you Sunday the morning, bro. Like I said, I'll be we'll, here. We'll talk I'll be at your we're, going through, we're going through those things, but just to close it out with, with Joey D, man, uh, I know we kind of went on to some other topics here, and these are all yeah. great topics. 
And I'd love to come back and talk with a lot of these other things with you. I, my mindset was really to talk about Joey today. But just to follow up on what Bink said, Sunday we will be at Chasmos uh, starting at uh, 3 o'clock uh, to honor Joey D. And then there is another event at the State House in New Haven on October 1st as well that will be honoring Joey D. So there's two shows coming up when those proceeds from those two shows will go to Joey D's family. So please look out for those one at Chasmos this Sunday coming up on the 25th. And then on October 1st at the state house, downtown new Haven, uh, there will be another event. So let's make sure that's the basement there. Joey D's basement. We, many of us mm-hmm. have been there. It's a record library there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that video I post- place to be right, there. right there, right there. We're going to end it on um, this yeah. note, you know, get a little bit of what Joey D had to uh, offer to the world. Until then, uh, this is the Urban Talk Radio 103.5 FM. You could join us every Wednesday at 11 a.m. And guys, please feel free to go to either my page or New Haven Independent Facebook page and share the show. And until then, boom. over you, my God. Tree. Took 
me from a boy to a man, so I always had a father when my biological didn't bother. Yeah. Taking care of this, so who am I to bicker? Not a bad ticker, but I'm clocking pops liver. Yeah. But you can never say that as life is through. Five kids at 21, believe he got a right to. Right. Here we go, while I check the scene with the Portuguese lover at the age of 14. The same age, front page, no fuss, but I bet you all you know they live longer than us. Right. Never been seen now, that's where you're wrong. But give the man a taste and he's gone. Not enough sleep to a jazz tune. I can hear his head banging on the wall in the next room. I get the pillow and hope I don't wake him. For this man to cuss, hear it all in verbatim. Telling me how to raise my boy unless he's taking over. I said, Pop, maybe when you're older. We laughed all night about the hookers at the party. My old man standing yelling, Good God Almighty. Use your condom, take sips of the brew. When they reminisce over you, for real. Over you, listen. Listen. 